Hello, good morning, and welcome to Fellowship of Champions Church International. Our broadcast is going to start in about five minutes. So go ahead and get your coffee, get your pillow, get your comforter, whatever you need to get comfortable to receive the word. And we'll see you in about five minutes. Hey there! Is today your first time here? Or maybe your first time in a while? If so, maybe you're wondering exactly who we are and what this church is all about. Well, we'd like you to know that we're a group of ordinary people who are on an amazing journey together, following Christ. Our guide is the Bible because it's the divinely inspired Word of God and it will never take us in the wrong direction. 
Along the way, we hope you'll see that we are welcoming and spiritually passionate, and that getting to know you is a big deal to us. We know that the road is rough sometimes, but we'll work really hard to bring you practical and relevant messages to equip and encourage you through life's ups and downs. We want you to know that we care about this community, and we believe that it's our job to make it a better place. So, no matter who you are or where you've been, we're glad you're here with us today. And we hope that you'll join us on our journey, following Christ and living out His plan for us. So, welcome to church. Good morning. Welcome to Fellowship of Champions. I'm Pastor Sean Strickland. This is my amazing husband, Pastor Edwin Strickland. We want to welcome you to Fellowship of Champions, a church where we are teaching people how to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of life. So if you're um, usually here, you know what we want you to do. We want you to hashtag that you're watching live and tell us where you're watching from all over the country. We want to welcome our local partners who we're not getting to see and our virtual partners. We're super excited for all of the people who have decided to make Fellowship of Champions their church home, no matter where you live in the country, in the world. And so we're super excited to have you this morning. And um, ha so hashtag live, if you watch on the replay, hashtag replay, then we want you to share. We want you to do some social media outreach, share this to your page. You can share it to your page, share it to your story, your Facebook story. And remember this, don't share it in groups where it wouldn't be acceptable, right? Like groups where people have rules and regulations. We want to be honorable, even in sharing and spreading the message of what it is that we're teaching today. We are super excited. Who's excited? Let me see your hearts, your chat. I mean, your hearts, your likes. If you're excited about what God is doing, you're excited about what Fellowship of Champions. And last week, we had an awesome time in our Zoom. Mm -hmm. It was cool to see so many people from all over the country. And I really love how social media and um, technology is giving us the opportunity to connect with people, to partner with people, and to have virtual partners mm -hmm. that we wouldn't have had before the pandemic. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's awesome. You know, you think about the fact that last week we had over 100 people from, I think it was 13 or 14 different states that were represented. Uh, people who literally we've come in contact with simply because there was a pandemic. Uh, there have been many, many people introduced to our ministry uh, since we've been going live. I think this is our 36th week in a row uh, that we've not had in-person service, but God is good. The ministry is growing. Our outreach is getting larger. The testimonies keep rolling in uh, about how God is blessing people from the word of God that we teach. Uh, so I just think it's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, and, and while we want everyone to be safe, we want to get this thing under control. We want to get back to what people call normal. Uh, until we do that, the gospel doesn't stop. The gospel keeps going forward. And so that's the thing that I'm excited about where technology is concerned. And we really want to encourage you guys. Numbers are going up all across the country. We want to encourage you to be safe. Yes, we use Psalms 91. Yes. yes, we decree and declare we believe that we have supernatural immune systems, but we also operate by wisdom. Yes. And when the CDC is asking us to operate in a certain way, we want to be mindful. And I want to especially encourage you. I know it's Thanksgiving and I'm coming yeah. up and I know that so many people are excited about the Thanksgiving holiday. They're missing their families they hadn't seen in a while and all of those things. But, you know, even even small gatherings. Right. The CDC has said that if you have a gathering of even 10 people, uh, that there's a 38 
80% likelihood that one of those 10 people have COVID-19 and may be asymptomatic. Uh, and as much as you love people, you don't want to be the asymptomatic person who takes that to someone in your family and then uh, the results are catastrophic and they lose their life. So we're not telling you to, to not gather, but we are telling you that if you're going to gather, that you need to be extremely safe and take this virus very seriously. Well, I was just going to say you should think about it like this. Everybody loves to gather and everybody loves to eat eat the family favorites for Thanksgiving, right? But there's nothing that you're going to eat and nothing you're going to laugh about that is worth putting your grandmother at risk, putting your elderly parents at risk, right? right. And, and, and some of the most tragic stories that I have read about this have been gatherings where a family got together because here's what happens. And you know this, yesterday I did my first live event. I spoke my first live event um, since March 13th which was my last speaking engagement, live speaking engagement. And here's what I, I told you this when I came back. Here's the problem when people know each other. They forget they don't know where the other person yeah, has been. That's true. And I had the luxury of being the person at the event who didn't really know other people. Mm -hmm. So it was easy for me to keep my mask on. It was easy for me not, not, to, to, not hug to hug people. people. Yeah. Right. But I watched people because they know each other yeah. because they because they're cousins and they haven't, family seen, and each they haven't seen each other. Right. And so I just really want to encourage you. Um, I believe that God is so gracious that he's given us people like the experts at the CDC, like Dr. Fauci, like our medical professionals. And we want to listen yes. to them because we don't have a reason not to listen to Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Right. So once again, we want to welcome each and every one of you uh, who are with us this morning. You know, we're a teaching ministry. Right. Yes. Uh, and because we're a teaching ministry, a lot of times when we come together, it is around the word of God to teach some um, some practical step-by-step uh, -step instruction to get us to where we need to be in life. Today's going to be a little different. Uh, today's going to be more of an impartation day. It's going to be one one of those is where uh, we're not necessarily trying to, to teach so much as we're really just trying to inspire and get people to understand um, what expectations they should have for the season to come. Uh, and so uh, because of that, we want to ask you once again, if you haven't already, take this opportunity, click that share button, share, share, share. Uh, again, you for the last two or three weeks in a row, you guys have broken the record of the number of shares we had. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, we've been getting emails from from people from all over. Uh, I don't know. Somebody shared it and it went it, it went big in the UK because I got lots of this from the UK and we got probably a dozen new uh, followers from the UK. So, again, you never know what your share uh, is going to cause it where, where it's going to cause this video to go. Right. So share this. And if you don't see some of your normal FOC partners on here, tag them, yeah. right? Because here's the thing. Facebook can be weird sometimes. Yeah. And so I know from doing so many lives that there are times where the live doesn't come up and people are waiting and they're messaging yeah. me saying, hey, I don't see it. And so it's okay to share it, to tag people and to encourage them. And I want to say something about us being a teaching ministry before you get into what it is sure. that we're doing today. Um, one of the things we've been talking about this a lot this week, <coughs> one of the things that has really, um, it's really grieved my heart is how many believers don't love the word. Mm. How many believers don't love the word? And I really want to challenge you guys because you really can't love Jesus if you don't love the word. Mm. Because the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh and dwelt among yes. us, right? And so what can be so problematic is people, um, which is why honestly some people are struggling to stay faithful in virtual church Come right on, now. Come on, let's talk about people it. People are struggling to stay 
faithful in virtual church because if you don't have music to shout you, yeah. if you don't have the fellowship, church yeah. was never just, we need fellowship, yeah. we're a body, but it's never supposed to just be a country club. It's not just a social gathering. It's not just supposed to be entertainment. It's Why not. church can be fun. Why church should be fun. The value of church is not just entertainment. It really is about coming together so that you strengthen your spiritual walk so that you can leave the church, the, the building, so to speak, and be empowered in your everyday life because we say this all the time. You may spend an hour or two in church a week, but what about all those other hours out there in the world? That's where you got to live out your faith. And so I just think it's so important that we really just make sure that every broadcast we begin to encourage people to love the word. Love the How word. much time do you spend in the word? I know you love Jesus. I know if you die, you're going to go to heaven. But I just want to tell you this. You can live going to heaven and experience hell on earth because you don't yeah. give the word priority. And get to heaven faster if you're and, not careful. And get to heaven faster, right? <laughs> so go ahead and hashtag I love the word. Many of you this morning, you're telling us that you're live. I'm glad so many people are watching it live. You're telling us where you're from, but the first thing we're going to hashtag this morning is I love the word. Go ahead and hashtag that. I love the word. I love the word, right? And so we just really want to challenge you to grow in your maturity, really. Yeah. The Bible says that we should be growing and becoming, going from faith to faith and glory to glory. And so um, do you want me to pray and then you can get started? Absolutely. Okay. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise and much thanksgiving for this day, yes. Lord. First of all, we just thank you for being God. You're so gracious. You're so merciful. You're so kind. And then we thank you for Jesus because of Jesus. We are redeemed because of Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus, we are new. Because of Jesus, we don't have to stay bound. And we yes. thank you for that. We thank you for the written word because it instructs us. It directs us. It guides us. It corrects us. It rebukes us mm -hmm. so that we can become all that you created us yes. to be. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of truth. Come and lead us into all truth. Dismantle every lie and cause us to walk in greater freedom than we've ever walked in before. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm excited Amen. about what I'm you're excited. talking about. I'm excited, but let's do this real quick. We know we always uh, share a couple of announcements. Okay. Before we get started. So let's do just a couple of announcements. Um, you know, since the pandemic, we've increased our ways and opportunities to engage you with the word. Uh, so let me just lay out for you uh, starting tomorrow all the way until next Sunday, the opportunity that you have to engage in the word. Number one, starting tomorrow, Monday uh, at 12 noon, Pastor Sean does a weekly broadcast called Mindset Monday. Mindset Monday. And I think you're going to be changing the name of that pretty soon, right? Uh, to Strategies for Success or something like that. So you want to get in here right now. You don't want to be- my secret? Oh, did I, was it supposed it, to be a secret? Nobody- Forget that part. Yeah. Just know that something is coming in the new year and you ain't going to want to miss it. You do not want to miss it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, Mindset Monday. You shouldn't tell me all your stuff. I'm sorry. Mindset Monday, 12 o'clock noon. You don't want to miss it. Central she, time. Central time. 12 noon central time. She uh, broadcast that from her professional page from her professional page. So uh, you want to make sure you go there. You want to click like you want to be able to get the notifications. And then on Tuesday night, on Tuesday night, we have corporate prayer. It is open to everybody. Uh, one of our prayer intercessors will be praying each Tuesday night. It starts at 8 p.m. 
Central Standard Time. Uh, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is click and, and, and join us. It's right here on this page. Uh, it usually lasts uh, from, from between 8 to 8.15, maybe 8.30, depending on what our prayer initiatives are. Uh, and they are praying strategically for things that are happening in our nation, in our local uh, city, uh, and in our personal lives. So you don't want to miss Tuesday night prayer. Tuesday night prayer, 8 p.m., Central Standard Time, right here on this Facebook page. And then on Wednesday nights, you want to come to refresh Bible study. Listen, you know how things are at work on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, you, all the words you got on Sunday, the enemy can try to come and stifle all of that. You need to get recharged. You need to get refreshed on Wednesday nights. It happens at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, same time as prayer on Tuesday nights, but on Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Pastor Ralph Marlowe leads Refresh Bible Study. You can watch that on this page right here, or you can watch it on his personal page, Raphael Marlowe. Uh, listen, he's teaching this series right now that really is going to go in line with what we're going to talk about today. And you, I won't recap it all, but you need to catch it. It's called uh, "Not Do Not Be Weary or Don't Grow Weary. And you need to uh, listen to that because that's kind of what you talked about earlier about why people are growing weary, right? Because they're not spending time in the word. So that happens on Wednesday nights. Uh, and then on Sunday mornings, Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, you can join us for worship. So wait a minute, y'all have worship? We sure do. Pastor Kristen Valley does worship every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Uh, she does it from her page, uh, Kristen Valley Worships, but it gets shared across multiple platforms, including this one. Uh, but I encourage you to go to her page, Kristen Valley Worships. Chris, you can put your link in there in the comment section. Uh, and, and you should like her page and you should click the notifications. And I'm telling you, it's the best 30 minutes of your Sunday. It's the best 30 minutes you're gonna get because it's gonna get you prepared to receive the word that we're gonna share directly after that at 10 a.m. Amen. And so that is what you have the opportunity uh, to do this week. Uh, those are the opportunities you have to engage with the word. And then, of course, as you know, we always offer multiple platforms in which you can uh, you can give your tithe, your offering, your first fruit, give to the scholarship fund, whatever the Lord is leading on your heart. Uh, there are multiple ways to give. They'll put those in the comment section. They'll put those on the screen. Uh, but you can give through push pay. You can give through Givelify. Mm -hmm. uh, you can give through Tithely, and you can give via Pastor Sean's favorite way to give. Text to give. Text to give. She absolutely loves text to give. I'm a big fan of, of Givelify, but I like push pay too. So just depending on the week, I use whichever one comes up first really on my phone. But listen, any way you want to give, we tried to give you that opportunity. And as you know, being a sower is the way of life for a believer. Uh, the Bible tells us that God gives us seed to sow and bread to eat. So it's very important that you are participating in God's system. So those are all of our announcements. Uh, oh, if you haven't liked the page, uh, if you haven't liked the page, if you haven't followed the page, please do that. If you know people who visit the page, invite them to come and like the page. Um, let's just reach as many people as we can for Jesus. There's so many people who need to be reached for Jesus. And there's so many believers who need to learn to live by the mm -hmm. word. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to get started this morning. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do, I received um, a testimony. From a young lady who uh, said she started watching us back in April. 
um, and literally grabbed hold to the word that we were sharing uh, and had some amazing things happen in her life. So I want to share that testimony with you. The Bible says that we are overcome uh, by the words of our testimony. Amen. Right? And so then people get excited. Uh, people are excited when they hear what God is doing for others. Amen. Mm -hmm. Because we know that what God makes happen for someone else, God can make happen for us. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to read and share with you this testimony. Um, and so you guys just, just bear with me uh, because I, I want to read it because I think it sets the stage for what we're going to talk about. Amen. So here, here's what it says. It says, Dear Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean, good morning. She says, I wanted to share my testimony with you. She said, I connected with your ministry in late April of this year. Your teaching ministry is phenomenal. We appreciate that. Thank you. She says, you declared that this is the year of great harvest. And how I many you know we've been we've been declaring that since November of yes. 2019, yes. almost a year ago, we started saying that 2020 was going to be the year of great harvest. She said she didn't hear it until April when she connected with us. She said, but she heard that word. She said in that word, among others, it resonated with my soul. And then she says, I am a faithful tither. Now, notice what she said. She said, I'm a faithful tither and sower. She said, and I knew that I had seed in the ground for God to bless. She says, this time last year, so about November of last year, when we started proclaiming it was going to be the year of great harvest, she said, I was told, um, she said, this time last year, I was informed that I was going to be laid off due to an impeding merger of my organization. She said, I was given information about a severance package and I was told that I would not be joining the new merged organization. She said, but God rebuked the devour for my sake and my position was preserved. Now, if we stop the testimony right there, that's a good testimony. The fact that there was an organizational uh, merger, she was originally told she wasn't going to have a job at all, but praise God, she got to keep her job. That's enough to shout about right there, but that's not the end of her story. She says, now fast forward. Remember, she started connecting with us in April and she got this word that, that this is going to be her great year harvest, right? She says, fast forward, God placed my name on the heart of one of my VPs to recommend me for a position at another company within an area that I'm most interested. Now, that's favor. One of her VPs at the company that she wasn't even supposed to still be working at found favor with her and then recommended her to another company Man, that's so and good. put a good word in for her. She says, well, after my interview process, I was formally ended an offer for the position. Praise God. She says, not only is this a promotion and a more visible role, but between her base salary and her bonuses, she says, I am nearly doubling my current salary. Amen. Praise Somebody God. Somebody ought to give God some praise, praise God. for this. She said, praise I am God. nearly doubling praise my God. current salary. She said, also, the benefits at this new organization are beyond what I currently receive. She says, we serve an awesome God. And in the midst of this pandemic, this has indeed been my year of great harvest. Praise God. She says, thank you so much, you and Pastor Sean and your ministry and all that you are doing for the kingdom of God. Praise God. Now, we love to hear Praise people's God. testimonies. Amen. We, we, we love hearing people's testimonies because when people testify, I believe what it does, it, 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 it shouldn't make anybody bitter. It should encourage anybody. Mm -hmm. And here's a young lady who's saying, look, at one point I was looking at being unemployed. I went from being unemployed yeah. to having a job to now having a new job that's doubled my salary. Praise God. Somebody ought to give God some praise for that. 
you know, one of the things I love to say is that pro uh, um, testimonies are also prophetic words because God is no respecter of persons, right? And what God does for one, he'll do for everybody who participates in his process, mm -hmm. right? And so when we find out that God is out here and in the midst of a and in the midst of a merger that he is preserving his people that means he has preservation for you that doesn't mean it's going to look just like hers looked that's right it means that he has preservation yes. for you so i want you guys to say say god has a plan of preservation for me god has a plan of preservation for me god has a plan of preservation for me amen. amen 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 all right and so this morning what we're going to do is we're going to uh, I told you we weren't really going to teach this morning as much as we were going to try to just impart some things, right? And so this morning, what we want to do is we want to begin to to start kind of going into this next series that we're going to teach. And it's entitled Cultivating a Mindset to Prosper in Every Season. Mm -hmm. How important is it to have the proper mindset for to, to do anything? You got a you got a whole master's degree in sports psychology. So how important is mindset? Mindset is everything. And I mean, you know this, but the people may not know this. You know that Romans 12 and 2 for years has been one of yep. our foundational scriptures. Third, that in third John, Romans 12 and 2, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of yep. God. And one of the biggest challenges for believers is the reason that they cannot prove, which means to possess, mm -hmm. which means to walk in the perfect will God because they don't have the right mindset. Now that's important. You said the reason they can't prove it. See, we ain't trying to, we ain't trying to prove God. Proving means that you got to possess what it is that God said for you, right? Yes. And the reason we can't do that is because we don't have the what? We don't have the right mindset, mm -hmm. which goes back to my point about us enjoying the ex church experience, yeah. but not going to church for transformation. Mm. Many of us love the church experience. It's a, it creates a high. It creates it's, a it's high. It's exciting. It's fun. But exciting and fun doesn't translate into transformation. Amen. Is that right? You're saying? That's exactly okay. what I'm right. saying. And so what God is inviting us to do in third John, he says, beloved above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in health. Even. So even as your soul prospers. So it tells us that the will of God, John 10 and 10, it says, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But the first part of that verse says, but the enemy does what? He comes to steal, kill and destroy. And one of the ways that he steals and kills and destroys us mostly is in the area of our mindset, because the way that, the, you, for me, as a leader in the body of Christ, mm -hmm. whenever I see a gap, I don't blame the people. Mm. I blame leadership. Mm -hmm. You taught me this as mm -hmm. an educator. You said, if you, you used yep. to say to me, you say, if I got a class of 25 kids and I'm teaching them math, and if 23 of the kids fail to test, there is something wrong with the teaching, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I don't believe we have done enough teaching that tells the people they can be changed, mm. but tells the people they have a responsibility in the transformation. I, in, in fact, and maybe this, this isn't true for everybody, but when I grew up, I always heard it was Jesus who was going to do the changing. Yeah, it, it was Jesus going to come and Jesus was going to do and Jesus was going to make it happen. And so it almost was like I had no responsibility. I was just waiting on Jesus to come and do something to, to make me better. And and then here and to add to that, and then what we do is that then we try to put changes externally on people, mm. right? So then people learn to look holy. Mm. 
people learned how to play the role at church, which is why most people, if they're honest, they live a double life. Mm. They, most people live a double mm. life. Mm. Most people know how to come on the broadcast and, hey, Pastor Sean, how you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored, mm. preserved of the Lord. But then when there's no money in your account, you start wondering what God mm. has done. You start when, saying something different than what God has said. Oh, yeah. When when somebody call you at two o'clock in the morning, mm. and you take the call. Mm. And I believe it's because we have Fail to say that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead yep. is not interested in just sending you to heaven. Right. He is interested in bringing you back to your original image, which is to be created in the image of God. See, I had somebody get mad at me one time because I said this and I'll say it again. And, you know, maybe maybe some of the viewership would drop. I'm not sure. But I said this earlier uh, to somebody going to heaven is low hanging fruit. It's low hanging fruit. Going to heaven is just low hanging fruit. If 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 the whole um if the whole idea of Christianity is that I get saved just to go to heaven, then why not get saved and drop dead right then? If it's the pinnacle. But but going to heaven is low hanging fruit. He put us in the earth for a reason and a purpose and to not understand how to walk out or to live out that purpose is really doing a disingenuous service to the reason that we're actually here. And so going to heaven is low hanging fruit. What do I mean by that? I mean that really what you said is we've been we've been called to be transformed in the renewing of our mind so that we really become uh, ambassadors of heaven in the earth, helping to change the earth into what heaven already is. That's the goal. And that's the purpose of every believer. And we're and and honestly, we're too comfortable mm. entertaining thoughts that he doesn't entertain. I, I agree. We're too comfortable saying what he not, he's mm -hmm. not saying. We're too comfortable doing what he's not mm -hmm. doing. We're, we're too comfortable not being transformed. Mm -hmm. We're too comfortable with sin and bondage. And the reason that I'm saying this is because I know what you're about to teach mm -hmm. right, right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And and what, or what you're about to impart right now. And what I'm saying is that if someone doesn't be can say to believers, you have a responsibility to grow up. Yeah. You have a responsibility to love the word. You have a responsibility to, let me say this, viewership may really drop it. <laughs> you have a responsibility to crucify your flesh. Yes. The Holy Ghost is not going to come down and make you get out of that bed, make you quit eating that food, make you stop being a gossip, make you stop having an unrenewed mind. You have to participate. And I believe that as people hear what you're saying, they're going to understand why I'm saying we got to grow up and we have to get the Bible says, let this mind be in yes. you. That was also in Christ mm -hmm. Jesus. And I want to say one more thing. We talk about that. And I think one of the other issues that we have is that we keep trying to conform Christ to our image. Yes. And bringing him down to our level rather than us going to his level is what we're doing. Yes. And, and you see it a lot when people talk about, well, Jesus was love and his love was unconditional. Jesus is love mm -hmm. and his love is unconditional, but unconditional love still corrects. Yes. And what we have is yes. we have a group of believers yes. who really believe that God loves them so much that, that they can do whatever, whatever they, they want, want to, to do. do. Yes. And it's yes. okay because well, I, And Paul talked to the church about that. He said, be careful 
uh, of, of preachers or teachers who come, who, who teach you interesting things, who teach you things that tickle your ear, but they really don't line up with the word of God. And that's really all we're seeing. We're seeing people who, who want to do what they want to do, do it the way they want to do it, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. And what they're saying is because God loves me, that's okay. They got the first part right. God does love you, but God loving you doesn't make it okay. It does not make it okay. And so what, and, and where we're going, and really it's how you anchored us through this last year, but where we're going, I was telling you yesterday that we're really in a season where we are moving from prophetic words that are from year to year, mm -hmm. that we're moving to a season that those words are going to be from decade to decade. And so if you despise repetitive teaching, you go be running off looking for something to itch your ears every year. Every year looking yeah. for something to itch yeah. your ears, even when you haven't mastered the last yeah. they're talking about. Yeah. And so what I'm going to say is that you're building on what you already said. Mm -hmm. When you talk about alignment, alignment is about transformation. It, it literally is. And, and I know people are saying people aren't teaching this. And so we got to teach it. The reality of it is, is that. Someone created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. I should hate what God hates yep. and love, love what, what God, God loves. loves. Yep. Point blank, period. Even if I have to force myself into it. If I force myself. And I think that's the thing that, that people people don't understand is that you and I, you know, even as pastors, right? And we've been pastoring for, for, for a couple of 20, for, for 20 years, for two, two decades. decades now. But but even, even now, we are still having to crucify our flesh. Crucifying your flesh is not a one-time thing. It's a daily thing and sometimes a multiple time a day thing. There are things God asks us to do. And it's like, why do we have to do that? God, we have to do it this way or that way. But but we've learned to condition ourselves and we've learned to transform our into doing exactly what you said. We love what God loves and we hate what, what God, God hates. hates, even when it's in us, even when it's in us, even when it's in yes. us, because most of us are real good at hating what God hates yes. when it's in someone else. Oh, and can but, point it out and can point it out. But even when it's in us, we hate what God hates. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is so important because you will remember when you first started to say it was the year of great harvest yep. that I immediately came back and started talking about obedience. Yep. And I began to say, people are excited about the year of great harvest, mm -hmm. but the harvest means you get whatever you yes. planted. Remember, yes. <laughs> I kept saying, I kept saying, you need to repent. You need to repent. You need to try. You need to change. Why? Because if it's the year of great harvest, that means everything. So you can't plant corrupt seed and expect to get uncorrupted fruit. Now, Caleb said this, and you know, I believe that Caleb is a prophet in training. Caleb said this. He said, one of our challenges. Now, he said this to me back in August in my office. And then you said something that tied with it. He said to me, he said, one of the challenges for the church hmm. is that we don't live under the Old Testament dispensation. <laughs> so we don't see the reward of sin immediately. Yeah. He's because we don't see the reward of sin immediately. We often lull ourselves into playing with something that God has told us to put down. Can I just say this? Thank God we don't always see no, the reward thank, of sin thank God. like they used to in the Old Testament. Praise I, the Lord. I, 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 Lord, Praise I thank the Lord. you. I Lord, thank I thank you. you. <laughs> That's right. But Lord, thank you. But because we don't, we should be so mindful to be obedient yeah. because 
People, especially in America, mm -hmm. like to present God as though he's just a lamb. Yeah. Yeah. But the Bible tells me that he's also he's a, lie. a lion. He's a lion too. And in First Thessalonians, it tells us that it's a righteous thing for God to, to trouble, trouble our trouble. I want to tell you something. Mm. I don't ever read scripture and not repent. Mm. Because sometimes you can end up being you the trouble. The trouble. No, you the trouble. <laughs> and there are people out there, and I just want to say this to you. You feel like some of the struggles that you have right now is the devil. It's Ooh. not. It's I, harvest. I, it's it's harvest. It's harvest. That job loss, it's harvest. Mm. That situation, it's harvest. And I and the Lord, the word the Lord began to give me is that um he said when Jonah was in the whale, mm -hmm. the great fish, we teach it as the whale to the little kids, but it's really a great, <laughs> great fish. fish. When Jonah was in the belly of the of the whale, of the fish, that modern day saints would have rebuked the devil. But Jonah was in that fish because of Jonah, because of Jonah. God allowed that mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. And there are some struggles that people Ooh, are facing right now. And I just that's I got to say word. this. That's a whole word. We owe you to tell you all of this ain't the devil. My God. Some of this is because you are practicing sin. And not only are you practicing sin, because there is a difference in this. And I got Pastor Ellen got this thing I really want him to teach. And I don't know if he go teach where he teaches the difference between not today, not today <laughs> but he teaches the difference between sin, transgression and iniquity. And there is a difference between sinning yep. and being repentive and sorry of it yep. and sinning and being like it is who it is. That's who I am. Yeah. There is a difference in that heart. and so. The reason I'm saying this is because you said something to me last night. I didn't even sleep good after you said this. Mm. You said that we are coming into a season where there won't be time. There, there, there won't be time between what we plant and what we mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. When you said that, because listen, I because people here today just think, oh, yes, I can't wait. But they don't think about the other part of that, which is which is that I can also harvest negatively as fast as I can harvest positively. So that's that's why what we're going to talk about is so important about cultivating this mindset so that no matter what the season is in your life, you can find yourself prospering. And even as you were talking about it last night and the Lord kept saying to me, he said, in the whole time he's teaching that you're going to teach obedience, mm. you're going to teach obedience because this right here. Every promise of God has another eye. Yeah. He says you can choose blessings or curses. Well, it's like faith. What's the, what's the other side? Of, the other side of faith is fear. Right. I mean, they have opposite sides. You get to choose. You get to choose. Which, which side you live on. Man, go ahead and do this thing. Right so, here, so, so listen, <laughs> what I want you to do is go ahead and just hashtag this. Say, I am responsible for my own transformation. I am responsible. Just put in the comment section. You don't have to hashtag it, but put just put in. Say I am responsible for my own transformation. You know, people people want Jesus to do what He's given us the ability to do, and it's just not going to happen. When He was on the cross and He says it is finished, all of the things that 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 enable us to live a mm -hmm, successful life mm -hmm. have already been accomplished. Mm -hmm. It is now up to us to engage in that in that transfer process. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, so let's get into, because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm staring you up over here. I can tell you, mm -hmm. let's get into this idea of cultivating a mindset to prosper in every season.
Okay. I want to, I want to begin. I want to, I want to use first Corinthians, um, first Corinthians 15, 58. I'm going to read it out of the, um, King James version. And then I'm going to read it out of this expanded translation that I found. Okay. So first Corinthians 58 says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Okay. Unmovable, always abandoned in the work of the Lord. Come on. For as much as you know that your labor, your work, your effort is not in vain in the Lord. In the Lord. It's not in vain in the, in the Lord. Lord. He didn't say your work wouldn't be in vain. He said your work won't be in vain when it's done. In the Lord. In the Lord. Or in other words, when it's done according to the Lord's purpose in the call for your own life. So when I when I just having this conversation um, with God just about, you know, everything that's happening, you know, it's been a people keep saying they can't wait for 2020 to be over. Pastor Sean, this has been one of our best years in it ministry. Been. It's, been, it's been one of our best years in terms of the number of souls brought to Christ. It's been the, the best ministry in terms of the number of, of new partners we've gotten virtually, uh, you know, even, even locally. They're virtual because we haven't met them, but they, they didn't know we was here. We didn't know they was there. Um, it's been it's been the best we've done in terms of, of our scholarship. In the midst of a pandemic, Christian, we raised $50,000 to give to high school students to go to school. Praise God. In the midst of a pandemic. Praise God. You know, it's been the best year uh, financially. We, we've, we've not had one single person on our payroll who hadn't been paid. Praise God. We haven't had one single bill that was late. And, and, and in fact, our, our, our savings has gone up while we were helping multiple people pay rent, uh, pay their utilities, buy groceries. 2020 has truly been a year of great harvest. And, 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 and I, I don't say that to brag. I say that to say, man, we could have chose something different. We could have chosen to look at all of the bad stuff that was going on and been focused on that other than the word that God gave us in November. Let me ask you a question, yeah. though, because harvest always comes with pruning. It does. But how much did the Lord prune this year? Oh, a lot. Oh, a lot. Listen, when he when he said alignment and agreement, what he said was alignment was going to be my mind. OK, he said agreement was going to be my flesh. He said, you got to get your mind and your flesh to come together if I'm ever going to advance you. That was the word he gave. Alignment, agreement equals advancement. And he said, you can continue to do the things that you've done in your life the way you've done them, or you can choose to do them the way I'm asking you to do them, when I'm asking you to do them, and, and, and why I'm asking you to do them, and come into alignment with, with me and see what happens. But here's the thing. I laugh and I joke, but I, I was raised in the church of God in Christ, okay? So, I, so at the end of the day, <laughs> I may talk a good game, but I'm going to do what the Lord I'm not playing around with God. I'm going to do what the Lord told me to do. And, and because of that, there was a lot of pruning that took place. There was a lot of things that, that he told me I couldn't say or I couldn't do. I mean, you know, we've been, we've been, I give you a prime example. 
right before this pandemic hit, we were getting ready to redo our entire sound system at the church. Those of you who go to FOC, you may remember that I got up and stood up there and told you we were going to redo our entire sound equipment and everything, speakers, the, the keyboard, the drums, everything, our new panel. And God said, do not spend money on all of that. And it was like, well, why not? We got it. We've been saving up for it. Do you know if I had disobeyed God, we have a building full of new equipment and not one person to play on it, to sing on it, or to use it. And it's, it's opportunities like that that we get to see that if we just trust God, watch this. He knows more than we know. He knows more than we know. I, do you, I think that maybe one of the things that people really miss is that once God tells you to do something or not to do something, if you do it or you don't do it, you're sinning now. Yeah. And I think I, I think that's the thing that people miss. And sin because when God miss- tells us to do something, it's not optional. It's oh, please, y'all, please type that. When God gives you an instruction, it's optional. We think that his instructions are optional. Listen, somebody Cody just said you can't join in. <laughs> I'm Baptist. You know I don't like that. You can't join. You got to be born in. Y'all church don't. This do- is the grand. No church of God in Christ. <laughs> Come on. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) But I I said that because I think it's important for people to understand that, yes, this is an an amazing year of harvest for us. But it has also been a year of extreme correction, Mm -hmm. a year of extreme restraint. Mm -hmm. Don't say that. Don't do that. Move this way. Do this. Engage this way. Right. And so many believers are entertaining they're treating God's instructions like a buffet. Yeah. Oh, I don't want no green beans. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I, no, oh, no. oh, I want some obedience today. Uh, yeah. but not, on Friday, no. I don't want no obedience. I want some blessing. I don't want no tithe. <laughs> right. You know, I want love, but I'll still fornicate. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and in this world, in this, in this world that we live in now, so many believers have been deceived. And, and Timothy talks about mm-hmm. it. Paul talks about it. Um, James talks about it. Everybody talks about that people will get, they will be led away yes. by the lust of their own flesh. And you got to be careful, guys. I'm beseeching you. You got to be careful to stop trying to fit God into co-signing what you want to do that he already said no about. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Keep going. Amen. So, so let so now I want to read First Corinthians uh, fifteen fifty. Share this broadcast, guys. Yeah, share it, share it, share it, share it. I want to read it out of this expanded uh, version, and I believe uh, Pastor Ralph may have it uh, in a slide, but if not, I just want I just want to read it out of this expanded uh, version for you. Uh, it says, "Therefore, um, my beloved brothers and sisters." Um, it says, with all we have going for us. Now, listen at this. He says, therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, with all that we have going for us, and I, we got some stuff going for us. Amen. He says, I need you to be ye steadfast, be unmovable, be secure, and be firmly planted. Come on. He says, watch this. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. confidence. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. It says, we know that we prosper and what? Excel. When? In every in season. Every season. How? By, By serving, the, serving Lord. the Lord. Why? Because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive and not a waste of time 
or effort. Listen, this scripture, Fellowship of Champions, Church International, I want you to know that this particular scripture is what we're going to hang our hat on for 2021. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the scripture, the, the, the expanded version. This is what we are going to hang our hat on in 2021. I love when he says we are to live our lives with an unshakable confidence. Now, why is that important? It's important because I'm going to take a moment and this is the impartation part. I'm going to read to you the word of the Lord for Fellowship of Champions for 2021. It's the word that the Lord has given me in the same way that he gave me the, the, the word around the year of great harvest, the same way he gave us uh, the word around alignment, agreement, equal advancement. Uh, and, and, and it's the same way he gave you the prophecy about what he's going to teach us is going to take us into the next seven to 10 years. Those three prophetic words between uh, November of 2019 and, and, and August of this year, those three things God gave us to undergird what, about to, what, what we're about to go into. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to just read through it the first time. Uh, then we're going to come back and, talk, on the screen uh -huh, and talk about each section. Okay. okay. So, so I'm just going to read through it. Uh, I, I want you to just kind of, kind of listen to it. Uh, and, and, and you'll see it. They're going to put it on the screen. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read through it. Uh, and then when I do, we'll come back and revisit it. Here's what the word of the word of the Lord is saying to us. It says, hold on to the words, which I have given you. The words that you have used to guide you through this year, stand firm and be prepared to receive all that I will reveal to you in the days and months ahead. It says, for I, the Lord your God, have been with you, and it is I that have brought you to where you are today. I have done so so that you will be able to understand all of the marvelous things that I surely assign to be sent your way. My God. He says, so now, as you prepare yourself for the year ahead, which I have already prepared for you, he says, just settle into what I'm doing. Give me all of your burdens, all of your troubles, and all of your fears. For I will take hold of it and all will be just fine. Know this, there is nothing that you're going through or will experience that's a problem for me. Come on. He says, in the days and months ahead, I need you to know that no matter what you see, don't miss this, with your natural eyes and no matter how bad things may appear, know this, heaven already saw it coming and I am your solution. So don't worry, don't fear, know what surety I have already seen you through. Already. Now, now we're going to come back and talk about this, but when God says I've already seen you through, you got to understand he's saying I've seen you through something you hadn't started going through yet. He says, therefore, you might as well go ahead and rejoice for the glory you will see over the next 14 months will be greater than you have witnessed before. So be exceedingly grateful for where you are now. I haven't forgotten the anointing, the graces and the gifts that I have placed in you. And I am bringing you out. Your alignment and agreement with me 
and my word was designed for the seasons you are about to face. So in these days, don't fear what you hear and do not be moved by the narratives that will fill your ears, but do not align with my words. He says, I am causing a great shift in both the nation and in you. I'm going to speak to you and I'm going to show you new things and you're going to see things and understand things in ways you haven't before. For what I have already done, it won't be very long before you see it with your natural eyes. For if you will spend this time with me and stand firm in faith, there will be wonders to behold. It says, now all that you've prayed for and believed me for, I say to you this day, it is near. So put aside your struggles, worries, and concerns about it. it and, and, and he says, put aside your struggles, worries, con and concerns about if it will be so. He says, I am your God according to covenant. And I say these things so that you know that I will not have you to be without what I have promised for you to have. So begin to rejoice and shout unto me and give me praise and receive by faith all the things that you know. For this thing that you and I talked about, it shall surely come to pass. It shall surely come to pass. Now, th th that's a lot, but, but, but I'm telling you, that word, it, and, and you hear, hear what I'm telling you today. Those of you who have ever said, oh my God, Pastor Edwin, you was right about, about the year of great harvest. I am telling you, this word is as clear to me as when God said that 2020 was going to be a year of great harvest. It didn't change when the pandemic hit in March. It didn't, it didn't change when the shutdown happened in April and May. And it's not going to change. He is telling us from 1 Corinthians 15, 58, that what we need to do as we begin to move forward is that we need to remain steadfast. What does that mean? It means I don't throw away the year of great harvest. It means I don't throw away the idea that I need to be in alignment and agreement uh, with, with the Father in terms of my, my thoughts and in terms of my actions, my flesh. It also means that, that I need to be prepared that there may be some things coming that might catch me by surprise, but I got to be like Abraham. I cannot stumble in disbelief. I cannot stagger in, 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 in questioning whether this word is true six months from now if the whole world is topsy-turvy. God has given us a word to anchor us. I think it's so important, and I, that's why I think it was so apropos that Ralph began to teach on Wednesday about not growing weary in well-doing. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is people hear a word like this, they get excited, and then over time, the enemy begins to let, to let the world happen to us. And if we're not careful, we move away from the word because of the pressures of the world. And I'm telling you, this word is designed to anchor us. You know, this word is such a good word to me, but it actually, it makes me a little teary when I hear it. Um, and it makes me teary for two reasons. One, God is so gracious. The Bible says he doesn't do anything in the earth unless he reveals it by his prophets. Mm -hmm. So if something is going to happen, he preserves us. But last night as I was looking over this word and just praying over what you had said and really because one, um, when you release a word like that, you do the same thing. When I release a word, we want to know 
I want to know what is my now, what is my part mm -hmm. as a member of this ministry? And then what is my part as a teacher in this ministry? Right. right? And I really just began to grieve for the people who walk in disobedience, mm -hmm. because the thing that came to mind as you were reading this to me yesterday is when, um, Moses tells the people to go in the house and put the blood over the door. And he says, hey, something is coming, mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to preserve you, but only if you're under this blood, mm. right? And I don't care if the blood was on the door, but you were standing in the yard. Yeah. If you was a firstborn, you would have yeah. been lost. Yeah. And I began to really intercede for the people of God last night, that they would have a tender heart towards God. And that they would not play with disobedience because disobedience does two things. One, it makes me dull of hearing. Yep. Right. Because if I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, in order for me to keep disobeying, I have to start putting his voice on mute. Yeah. You know how you put your yep. phone on yep. mute because you don't want to be disturbed. Yep. So literally before I go live, I pop on on do not disturb. In order to be a believer who practices disobedience, you have to put the Holy Ghost on do not disturb. So that way you can do whatever you need to do without without any conviction. Yes. And when you do that. Then if you go back to the prophetic word that he gave me, that he was going to give us simple and seemingly insignificant instructions. Mm -hmm. You can't hear them mm -hmm. because you have him mm -hmm. on do not disturb. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited about this word mm -hmm. because I'm like, man, God is so dope. Look at how he loves. But when I hear a word like this, what I begin to say is, okay, God, everything that's in my life that is not pleasing yeah. to you because the and then I was saying that the third thing that disobedience does is that it gives the enemy access to me. Sure it does. It opens it, the door. It opens the yeah. door. So that means I can be completely obeying God in the time and the offering and disobeying God in another area that he keeps talking to me about and give the enemy access to be able to play with everything in my life. And so for me, I probably heard that maybe differently. Hmm. I, that because I was like, man, the people of God need maybe to wait. because of what he's what he's called you to teach in this next season. Yeah, you heard it that way. It's true, you know. When I heard it, I got excited, and the reason I got excited because I'm like, whoa! If he did this in 2020, I can't wait for what he's going to do in 2021. Because here's what I know: God doesn't ever require us to do something He doesn't give us instruction for. Amen. So, so I may not know what to do. Two months from now, but what I'm assured of is he says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask. If there's any situation that I need to know of, I can ask God. Yes. And because he's given me this word, it's going to anchor me. Now, no matter what happens, I don't have to get in fear. I think he probably said that four or five times in this, in, in this nope. word he gave me about not fearing. So what I wanted to do, because I said we weren't going to teach this morning, uh, we've got a few minutes. And what I'd like to do is I want to just go through and you may or may not have anything to say, but I want to go through each of these sections just so that people can see it again, because that's a lot to read. I want to go through each section okay. again. And, and let's just see if, if the Lord says something to you about those sections. And if not, then we'll keep moving through it. We're going to take this word just like we did the other one. We're going to put it in our FOC private group. We're going to put it on the Fellowship of Champions page. Uh, we'll, we'll post it on Edwin and Sean Strickland so that people can get this word. I, you know, the, I encourage people to get words like this and print them out. Uh, I print my, I print them out. They're part of, they become part of my devotional. Even if I just read through it, because what's amazing is I read through it on a Wednesday, one week, 
and on Wednesday the next week, and something different would jump off the page because it's 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 not that this is the is, is a living word, but depending on where you are in your life at that time, different words show up to you. Well, I've read it three times since you sent it to me, and already I've had three yeah. different things yeah. stand out, right? Because it's it's not the Bible, but when the Holy Spirit it's inspired by the it, Word of God, He right. will speak to you, right? Right? Okay, so let's do let's so do let's this. do that. So let's go. We'll go back to the very first section. Uh, that he said here. And here's what it says. It says, hold on to the words which I have given you. Now, to me, that's important. And the reason that that's important is it, is it says to me, it symbolizes our tendency to let things go. You talked earlier about how people always want a new word for a new season. And I feel like what God is saying is the word I've given you is going to anchor you through this. It's going to anchor you through it, but but you 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 got to hold on to it. You can't you can't let it go. You we can't let the word about obedience slip, right? We 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 this year we we talked a lot about probably for the first time in our ministry since being back in Northwest Arkansas, we really spent time walking our people through this idea of what it means to be a tither and what it means to be a sower and a giver and 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 the and the rewards of that. He says, don't let those words go. He said, those were the words that you used to guide you through this year. He then says, stand firm. And I like this next part. Be prepared. Be prepared to receive all that I will reveal to you in the days and months ahead. That means for me in my prayer life, I'm asking God, God, what do you want me to know? What do you want to show me? You know, what do I need to be doing? I want to be doing more listening in this season. Than I am talking. Come on. Because I want to hear what Holy Spirit has to say to me so that I'm not doing what Edwin wants to do. I'm not doing what Strick wants to do. I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do. When I heard that it says, hold on to the words I have given you, the words that you have used to guide you through this year, this is what I heard. It's still the season of great harvest. Still. So then. Somebody write that. It's still the season of, of great, great harvest. harvest. So for me, it stopped being the year of great harvest. It's the season, season of great harvest. It's, a season. it's the season of great harvest. And what I heard is that if I will hold on as diligently as I held on this year in the next year, no matter what happens, no matter what, if I will hold on. If, what I literally heard is that for the rest of your life, if you hold on to this word, it'll be your season of great mm. harvest. That's what I heard when mm. I read that. Okay. Like and so, that. and stand firm. Stand firm. And this is where I think a lot of people get in trouble, right? When you don't spend time in the word, you don't have nothing to stand on. Mm. And so, yes, we have to be aware of what the media says. Yes, we have to know what the CDC is saying. Yes, we have to know the economic report. But what we should be saying in this is which, which is what we said all in 2020. I don't care what the economy doing. It's still my year of great yeah, harvest. Yeah. Right. And so he's saying stand firm like this is like anchor yourself. Yes. Secure yourself. Yes. Th to me, this is like, um, you know, like when you get on a roller coaster and then, you know, they have you put yourself in the seat and then the people come and check. Yep. For me, this is like, hey, you may be getting ready to go on a ride and this ride can be a thrill or it can be a terror. But if you want it to be a thrill, you better anchor yourself in my mm. word and you better buckle in and get anchored in what I am saying mm -hmm. about and the, that's and the good news is still the season, the season, the season of, of great harvest. It ain't just a this, year. This isn't over. It's a season. All that God is doing is not, is not, it doesn't end on December 31st. It's still the season. It's of still great the harvest. season of great harvest. And so then that next section, it says, for I, the Lord, your God. 
have been with you. And it is I that have brought you to where you are today. I have done so so that you will be able to understand all of the marvelous things that I surely assigned to be sent your way. Now, when I read that, what it says to me is this. It says, okay, we, 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 are, we are November 15th of 2020. This is our 36th week of not having in-person service. Uh, uh, various economies have been shut down. We've gone through um, multiple um, uh, you know, um, regulations concerning the pandemic. Um, millions of people have been infected. That hundreds of thousands have lost their life. But here we are today, standing and can honestly say 2020 has been one of the best years of our life. He's saying, listen, if I can do this for you in the midst of a pandemic, I need you to understand and get excited about all that I can do going forward. So when I read this and he's like, hey, I'm the one who brought you here. My, my degrees didn't get me here. Amen. My intellect didn't get me here. Show wasn't my gender or the color of my skin that got me here. I am where I am today. And I can say, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who causes me to triumph. That's, that's why I'm here right now. That's why I'm here today. And as a result of that, it's so important that I don't, I don't lose track of that. Mm -hmm. I don't lose track of, of how good God has been to me. So when I read that section, that's what it says to me. What I hear in that section is don't forget to rehearse. Your mm. testimony mm. that, you know, we talk about, uh, well, in, in soul shift, we talk about gathering rocks because whenever the people in the old mm -hmm. Testament, mm -hmm. they would build a memorial yes. and they would be like, this yes. is the place the Lord has provided. Yes. So what I see that is saying is this is the time to be gathering the testimonies mm -hmm. of what God has done for you, mm. not just what God has done get for you, a you. Journal. get you a journal, write it down so that you don't forget because, because, because we live by this, almost this mentality of what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. But you need to rehearse those things, write those things down. I like that idea. Because if you rehearse the testimonies of God, one, your faith will stay strong and two, you won't get offended with him. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I heard. Like, man, listen, begin to rehearse. Sing, you know, there's a song where it says, tell your children of my works. Mm. This is the time for us to be telling our kids what you see. And we say this to our kids a lot. Everything you see, God did this. Yeah. Yeah. This is not because we're so smart. Right. This is not because right. we're so educated. Right. In fact, if we look back, we've done so many things to destroy what God was yes. trying to and do. And he preserved us. And he preserved mm -hmm. us. So this is the time to rehearse the victories and to remember the same God who gave you victory in this year yeah. is your victory in next year Amen. and the years to come. Amen. Amen. Don't start looking at yourself. That's right. what I heard. Don't start looking at yourself. It's God who got you here. It's God who got you Amen. here. Amen. The next section says, so now, as you prepare yourself for the year ahead, which I have already prepared for you, just settle into what I'm doing. Give me all of your burdens, all of your troubles, all of your fears. I will take hold of all of it and all of it will be just fine. Know this, there is nothing that you're going through or will experience that's a problem for me. That's pretty simple. For me, what it just tells me is uh, don't look at myself is <laughs> what you just said. Don't look at myself and understand that, you know, if I'm in the midst of a trouble right now, He's still God. If everything is great and I find myself going through trouble in the future, he's still God. He says, if the, con the condition for us being problem free is learning how to give all of our burdens to him, 
all of our troubles to him and all of our fears. A lot of times we're holding on to that stuff. We're trying to be self-sufficient in our own sufficiency rather than being self-sufficient in him. And what I hear him saying is in this season that we're in, this season of great harvest, I need you to not try to fix everything. Oh, that's good. I need you to get into the habit of bringing me your problems. Because as we read in 1 Thessalonians, it is a righteous thing for me to trouble your troubles. But it didn't say anything about you troubling your trouble. And so whatever troubles we face in this coming year, whatever we see, whatever's going to happen, you know, and I tell people, I don't, I don't play around trying to, you know, say something I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in 2021. I know what the scientists tell us, and the scientists tell us that if we don't get our handle on coronavirus, that, that things aren't going to look any different than what they're looking now. Uh, but what I do know, and I don't know what the economy is going to do, I don't know what the stock market is going to do, what I do know is that God is faithful. What I God do know is God is faithful. And because God is faithful, this is where I'm going to put any troubles I have. I'm going to bring them to him. So I hear him say, make an exchange. Mm. Make an exchange. You bring me your problems, I'll give you my wisdom. Mm. You bring me your trouble, I'll give you my solutions. You bring it a, to that's me. That's a pretty good trade. No, that's a pretty good that's trade. That's a pretty good trade, Pastor. That's a pretty good you trade. You bring him your troubles, he'll give you the solutions. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good trade. You bring me your worry, I'll give you my peace. Mm -hmm. I hear him saying, prepare yourself to keep making the exchange. Mm. To keep making the exchange. And I want to say this because I think the truth of it is, is that for so many of us, um, Many people, I've had people tell me, nobody taught me to bring God the small things. Mm. I've had people tell me that. Really? You, that they, people have told me, nobody taught me to bring God the small things. You know, when I talk, when I testify about the times that God has told me to wear a certain shirt, or I tell the testimony about God having you to stop at a certain yes. gas station, mm -hmm. right? And and what I what I see that, to me, what preparation is, it is getting in a place of really listening. Mm. So to me, what preparation looks like to me every time this year, when we get into this year is, okay, God, what are you saying to yep. me? What do you want me to focus on? What do I need to keep doing? What do I need to stop doing? Mm. That is what preparation looks like yes. to me. Yes. It is this positioning myself before the Lord to say, I don't know what the next season holds. But you know but what you the know, next God. season holds. But then the other thing that I heard that I had never heard, as you said at this time, the Bible tells us that the hundredfold comes with what? Persecution. Persecution. Mm -hmm. So if it's the season of great harm, mm -hmm. then there's also a season of persecution that goes with it. So what I also feel is that as we increase and as we're blessed in this mm -hmm. season, because I was reminded when you were talking, remember Sister Sandy? Yep. And she said, Sister Sandy, this, this anointed woman of God came and taught this message in our church years, years ago. ago. And she said, God is going to make a difference between them. them. What is us? And, this ain't saved and unsaved. This is people who live for him and people who don't. Mm -hmm. He's going to make a difference. And so when you begin to prosper in a season when other people are struggling, there is persecution that comes yeah. from that. Yeah. Some of that persecution is something, some of that persecution, what people say about you outwardly, some persecution is the way the enemy tries to get in yeah. your head and tell you you don't deserve it, yeah. tries to make you feel ashamed, tries to make you feel guilty. I hear him saying, prepare like you were preparing for a hurricane. Mm -hmm. Pull your windows down, mm. get your sand board bags, some stuff up. board some stuff mm -hmm. up and hunker down to walk through this season. 
and give him the trouble and the anxiety yeah. that you would have yeah. about it because he's already preserved he's already That's preserved. what I see. I love it. I love it. This next section says, in the days and months ahead, I love this, that lets us know that, that he, he's already looking out for our future. He says, I need you to know that no matter what you see with your natural eyes and no matter how bad things may appear, know this, heaven already saw it coming and I am your solution. He says, so don't worry and don't fear. Know with surety I've already seen you through. Therefore, you might as well go ahead and rejoice for the glory you will see over the next 14 months will be greater than you have witnessed before. Now, to me, this is the part that I focused on. I know it is. You know it is. I know I, it I, is. I focused on this part. I was like, okay, God, what are you saying? Because I because because I'm nosy, right? <laughs> I want to know what 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 are you talking about when you say to me in the days and months ahead, no matter what I see with my natural eyes, and no matter how bad things may appear, no heaven already saw. I'm comforted in knowing that heaven has a solution. I'm curious to know what is what what is going to be. But what I what I have settled in is that no matter what it is, God's got it. Okay, I can give you an example from 2020. Okay. All right. When we began to see the increased number of black men being um killed by the police, mm -hmm. right? And people began to say things like, I can't breathe. The Holy Ghost said to us, oh, yeah. do not do say not that. repeat that. Don't repeat yeah. that. Don't say you so, can't breathe. So you see it with your eyes. Yeah. You see you and keep in the do not say when people say that could be my son. Yep. I ain't never saying it could be my right, son. Right. I would never give the enemy that kind of access. Yeah. So what I see is that you will see, mm -hmm. like in Psalms 91, mm -hmm. he says, you will see it. They'll fall on this side, they'll fall eyes, on that side, but it won't, but come, it won't come near you. Yeah. So what I hear him saying is that maybe some of us were in a bubble as it regards to the to, to the virus or to the economy, right? That now you don't start saying oh my god it's touching everybody mm -hmm. no 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 it shall not come yeah, nigh me yeah. that's what i see and that. that's what i think when he says stay with the word stay with the stay word. with the word hold on to the words that i gave you that guided you through 2020 don't switch up and start seeing something different allowing you allowing your mouth to say what, the, what you see with your natural eyes or hear with your ears because i think this is something people forget the bible says that until jesus comes back that Satan is the God of this, this world. world. Yep. That means he controls the airways, mm -hmm. which means that he puts out the information to get you to come into agreement with him so he can have authority over you. Yeah. It is why it is imperative, especially African-Americans. You have to say, my life is preserved. Yes. Psalms 91, yeah, God my takes my husband. In fact, go ahead and say that. Say, my life is preserved. Go ahead and type that in the comment section. My life, my family's life is preserved. No plotting plan against us shall work. And here's the thing. When you are, and, and I think you will know that I probably struggle with this way more than you do. I am fundamentally, fundamentally a black activist. Mm -hmm. I, I Like that is the core of who I am, right? But God has had to train me to see that through heaven's eyes. Mm -hmm. To night in and begin to just because, for example, everybody's saying this. Right. Um, I remember that there there's a statement. Um, I don't remember who said it. I can see his face, but I can't see his name. And he says, um, to be a black person in America is to be in a state of constant rage. Mm -hmm. And I remember I posted that one day and Dr. Dee Dee Freeman called me and she said, listen, I understand your fight, but right. don't come. Come into, come into that. agreement with that. Are you willing to allow people to bring you out of yeah. agreement with hell? Yeah. Or do we just get like, I, like well, and I see it, I even see it like this. People 
also, and this is a little weird, but people also have to understand whether or not they are what I call a pancake or a waffle. It's, it's, Edwin, what do you mean a pancake or a waffle? A, a pancake, if you look at a pancake, it's flat, right? If you put syrup on it, the syrup just goes all over the pancake. It just goes, what you pour it in the middle, it's just going to run to the sides. It's going to run all over it. If you are a pancake kind of person, you need to know that because in this next season, maybe you can't watch everything on the news. Maybe you can't watch everything on CNN. Maybe you can't listen to Roland Martin every afternoon. Maybe you can't listen to Fox News. Maybe you can't listen to MSNBC or Breitbart. Maybe you can't be on social media so much because if you're a pancake kind of person and you, and you need to know that, then whatever gets on you is just going to spread all over you. Well, what's the difference between that and a waffle person? A waffle has little ridges in it. It has little dividers. And there are some people who can watch some MSNBC. It's some people who can watch some CNN. It's some people who can listen to some. It's some people who can who can who can be on social media and laugh and share the memes. And it gets compartmentalized. It doesn't overtake their entire life. And you need to understand what kind of person you are. And if you are a pancake person, you got to have enough sense to know I just can't listen to all of this stuff because if it, it, it causes me to be pulled away from the word as opposed to if you're a person, maybe you can listen to a little more than something that somebody else can. I'm not telling you which one you are. I'm saying it's important for people to know which one they are because I know that if you spend a lot of time listening to a lot of the news, a lot of the stuff like, like you you went you just stopped listening to Donald Trump after period because I be trying to figure out how to like start a Black Panther movement right because you a pancake with you so it just give you as I can hear it and I can part I can compartmentalize everything in my life though so I can compartmentalize little things so I'm just simply saying people need to understand who they are so that they don't allow this word to get pulled away from me. Let me ask too. This is as somebody with a master's in psychology. Mm -hmm. You should be careful of of allowing personality profiles and words to define you. Yep. So here's a good example. I see a lot of people saying that they're an empath, which means that they take on the emotions and the energy of everyone. I have not yet found a scripture that right. said that where God calls anybody an empath. Right. And so when you continue to say that, I am a person. I feel the energy of everybody. The truth of it is, I feel energy all the time, but I get to choose what I do with that yeah. energy. Yeah. Part of being a prophet is the ability to feel energy, discern, and all of those things. Yeah. So many things for people is that you have to be careful. And, and this is where I talk about coming into agreement, that people literally they will fight you to agree with what a psychologist said over what God said. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what my therapist said. And this is what the doctor said. Well, what did God mm -hmm. say? And, and even if I am more, even if more prone to be sensitive, the truth of it is I am probably a lot more prone to fight for the underdog than you are. Like meaning get emotionally, you, you gonna be like, what can we do about it? Yeah. Right. Because again, I'm compartmentalizing that. I, 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 don't, I can't, I can't fight for the underdog and have that affecting my money. I can't fight for the underdog and then not be taking care of my kids. I don't allow things to spread all over me because I'm more of a waffle. Right. And being a pancake is not bad. Being a waffle is not bad. Not knowing which one you are is bad. Well, but what I'm saying is that you have taught me to be more waffly. You're a pancake with some riffles. I'm a pancake <laughs> with some riffles, right? Right. And as a result, you, you've you really taught me to be like when 
when a personality profile says I'm this for me then to say, what did God God say about Mm -hmm. that? Right. What did God say about that? Because again, many times we will fight to hold on to what the world says about us over what God said about us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so then I'll, so, you know, based on that, when we look at that, he says, Therefore, you might as well go ahead and rejoice for the glory you will see over the next 14 months will be be greater than you have witnessed before. And then I went and I read this scripture. I'm going to share it. uh, This scripture here in in, uh, Hebrews It's Hebrews 6, 17 uh, through through 19. It says uh, God has also bound himself with an oath so that those who receive the promise, I received this promise of this word, could be perfectly sure. Not just sure, but perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. It says God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, it says, therefore, we who have fled to him, right? For refuge, we didn't run from God. We ran to God. We fled to him for refuge, can have great confidence. That's why he says live your life with unshakable confidence. So we can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. He then says this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain unto God's inner sanctuary. To, to, to me, that's just, it's like, yo, look at what he says here. He literally says for us to, to that, that God has bound himself to this promise so that we can be perfectly sure and that we can be unshakable and unmovable. So what I hear you say is that if I run to God, if I run, flee to God, if, that if I run to God, with, and what am I running to God with? All of my troubles. All of my burdens, all of my fears, what he said in this word. If I run to God, if I run to God, if I abide under his mm-hmm. shadow, then it doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what comes. I will be preserved and emerge with victory. And he says you can be perfectly sure of that. I fact. can be perfectly sure of that. And, and, and you can live your life when everything else is going crazy around you with unshakable confidence. Because it says in order for this word not to be true, God would have to be a liar. So what I hear you saying My is God. that we are at decision point. <laughs> we are at decision point. So I've got somebody to type that in there. Say it's decision time. It's decision time. It's decision time. It's decision time. And this is something you really helped me with. And I feel like I should share this. Okay. Right. One of the things you really helped me with, because where I can get really, really caught up in is being overly concerned about the struggles of other people. Yep. And I and and, and the truth of it is. You don't have to keep saying that. But the truth of it is, is that one of the things I really learned when I started managing my mind, which Mm -hmm. is why I love soulship, that many times my stress was not mine. It did not have anything to do that was actually going on in my life. And I was thinking about the other week, there were all these things that were going on. People needed, people had problems, people were still being disobedient. People was just being people, People right? And we were literally out looking for granted. And and I and I couldn't even enjoy looking for the granite because I was like, what's this person go do? What's go this person go do? This person is same situation. And you turn and you looked at me and you said, babe, people are going to be people. 
Our job is to teach the word and pray. And right now we got a house to remodel. And what we cannot do is allow those people who are choosing to be people to ruin this good time God has given us right now. Waffle. Waffle. <laughs> Waffle. And so who, if you're like me, you really need to get somebody in your life because you will be over here stressed out. It's a lesson you've taught me so much in my marriage. I'm over here crying and, and people don't. And, and, and you've taught me that it's okay to put a little more syrup in some of my squares and let it fall into another square. So, so we've balanced each other over time. We really have. It's not just I taught you. You have taught me too. You've taught me to, to fill up my square and it's okay if some of that, that syrup falls into another square. I can, I can be concerned about multiple things at a time. You've taught me that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but I think you really anchored me and taught me not to be so stressed to say that at the end of the day, we cannot control what grown people do. Yeah. But I do think. Tanya says it best. People gonna people. People go people. <laughs> people gonna people. People go people. <laughs> and the thing that I have learned, and, and I think that that is really why I was interceding for people so much last night, mm. is because God won't make you choose. He won't. He won't make He's you a gentleman. Choose. He won't do He's that. He's not going to make you choose. Yeah. And I know for a fact by the Holy Ghost that there are people who are literally still living in the same cycle they was living in five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Still living in the same cycle they was living in 20 years because ago. Because time, time itself doesn't change you. You you don't change unless you change. You don't. What? You, so no, say that again. You don't change unless you change. Just because it's been ten years, it's 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 like I used to tell teachers sometimes when, when you know as a young administrator, I used to have teachers tell me things like, well, you know, I've been teaching fifteen years, and I said, well, actually, you've been teaching one year. You just been doing it fifteen years the same way. It does. If you don't get better, if you don't change, if you don't grow, it don't matter how long you've done something. It's as bad as when you first started. I love this. Dexter. Dexter doesn't even know what this really means. He says, look at IHOP and Waffle House working together. <laughs> what you really do not know is that, is that I love Waffle House and I can't stand it. And I love IHOP and, and I he can't, can't stand, stand it. it. Oh, putting putting pancake batter in the egg self. <laughs> and so I, but I think but let me tell you something Did I think this speaks to. Um, the strength we have in ministry. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's the strength we have. It's, it's why Kristen is such a valuable team member to mm -hmm. the five-fold ministry team. It's why Ralph is such a yep. valuable member because the truth of it is, is that God did not intend for us to all see things the same way. And so what happens is, is I get a word and you get a word, right? And and we give, or they bring us a word and we all see that. We get to have discourse around that we word get to and, have and we get to explain it from our own perspective so that everybody who's, who's part of the ministry gets to hear it the way they need to hear it so that it resonates for them. And that a lot of our a lot of our perspective is based on the office God has yes. given us in the body, yes. right? So because, because really when you're called to the prophetic ministry, the strongest thing that you're called to is about how the people relate to mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, you give a word like this and I'm going to start talking about how the people relate to God, right? And then you're going to come back and be like, hey, listen, we, but we're going to teach the people. We have to teach the people. We have to chart the course. And then Ralph and Chris, who are very pastoral, are going to say, okay, all right. How do we take care of the people how do we, while they're growing and becoming? How do we take care yep. of the people while we're growing and becoming, right? Yep. Nietzsche says, I'm a pan, a, a pamphlet. 
<laughs> a pamphlet. And so I just love this. There's more of this to yeah, do. So, so, right, yeah, let's so, so let's talk about this. So the next part says, so be exceedingly grateful. We've been talking about that. Where you are now. I haven't forgotten the anointing, the graces, and the gifts that I have placed in you and am bringing out of you. Your alignment and agreement with me and my word was designed for the seasons you are about to face. So in these last days, don't fear what you hear and do not be moved by the narratives that will fill your ears, but do, but do not align with my words. When I hear this, I'm hearing God say, look, there's some stuff on the inside of people that I've put inside of you. Don't forget I put it there. There, there are some business ideas. There are some entrepreneurs. There's some, there's some, there's some people called to different ventures. There's some anointings and some giftings and some and some graces and some gifts I've put inside of you. It's almost like that. That who used to sing that song, stir up the gift. I feel like there are some things that God wants to you know stir up in us, right? <laughs> <laughs> she said, because I don't know when songs. You know a song, right? <laughs> he says, stir up the gift. We want to stir up the gift that's on the inside of us. And we God wants to do that in this season. He says, because your alignment and your agreement have now made you um, in a position where that can be palatable for you and not detrimental to you. But I also hear and don't let stuff in that's not supposed yeah, to be yeah, in. Yeah. So, yes, there are some things I have put in you, but don't let things in that are going to come against those graces. That are Even other people's words, because he says, he, he says, words. don't be moved by narratives that's going to try to fill your ears, but don't align with my words. And, and when, when I hear that again, I go, I, I just keep focusing on the fact that so many people spend so much time in social media and in the news. People are consumed with it. It's so easy to get it. You literally have to force yourself away from it. And, and we just got to be careful that whatever narratives they're putting out, if those narratives don't go along with the word of God, we got to reject those. We got to stay in alignment. We got to stay in agreement. I want everybody to say reject everything that's not from God. Amen. Reject everything that's not from God. Reje I reject everything that is not from God. I reject everything that's not from God. Okay, Amen. we got a couple more sections. Yep. This is really, hey, what do y'all think? Is this a word that's really resonating with you? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Can you see some areas? I know we've been a little long, but we wanted to impart this word to you this morning. We really wanted you to just to just live around this this prophecy so that so that in the weeks and months ahead you can you can go back to this pull this up print this out put it wherever you keep your devotion your bible put it in your bathroom put it on your mirror but but don't let this word slip but i knew it when you said because your anointing is a teacher. You're not just going to get up and read a prophecy and be like, y'all run with that. No, you got to be like, here is what yeah. we need to do yeah. with this. Because many of us have heard many prophecies, but we didn't know our personal responsibility. Yes. So yes. we didn't manifest. Yes. All right, come on. All right. So next, the next part says, I am causing a great shift in both the nation and in you. I'm going to speak to you and I'm going to show you new things and you're going to see things and understand things in ways you haven't before. That's For good. what I have already done, it won't be very long before you see it with your natural eyes. For He says, for what I've already done. It says, for if you will spend this time with me and stand firm in faith, there will be wonders to behold. Okay, let me go first. Go ahead. Okay, I really like this one, right? He says, I'm going to show you new things. So what I say to people is for years, ever since I've been in church, people have been talking about new things. Mm -hmm. We're in a new season now, a new way that we're having church, a new way that we're doing business. Do you know what you need to be doing in this season, people of God? You need to be saying to God, how do I prepare for the new? Mm. 
How do I prepare for the new? And I believe how do I prepare? How do I prepare for the new? And I believe that so many people miss out on transition Mm. because they pray for the new, they declare the new, and when the new shows up, they fight to go back to the old. Mm. So we were talking about this the other day. People who are fighting to go back to church. I can't wait to get back in the building. And let me just be honest: many of the people who can't wait to get back in the building didn't come every Sunday anyway. They're gonna come one or two weeks, and it's gonna be bored. bored Mm -hmm. right back yep so what i see particularly from the standpoint of an entrepreneur and even for employee employees right Mm -hmm. the world is changing the world is changing how can you prepare Mm -hmm. for the change so for those of you here's some practical i have for those of you who've been running from learning get proficient in social media, learning how to get proficient at Zooms, learning how to do things online. Now is the time for you to prepare. It's not okay to remain ignorant because companies and people are going to be looking for people who know how to show up digitally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so this is the time. This is the time for you to be preparing for what's coming. This is not just, I believe God to keep me. This is Literally, this is where you begin to tap into Daniel. In the book of Daniel, it says that, hey, they had years of training so that when they stood before the king, they knew more than everybody else. Mm -hmm. This is the time not just to read your Bible, but it is the time to learn. It is why I love when you said, we're going to upgrade how we do this. Yeah, We're going to upgrade. We're going to learn. It's giving you new skills, Ralph new skills, Chase new skills. You don't know where those skills may come in lately. So when I read this, I just see ask God and prepare. Ask God and prepare. Ask God and prepare. Ask God and prepare. And God may tell you to learn something that it don't make a lick of natural sense to why Mm. you would learn that. Mm. He may begin to give you an interest in something and you like, why in the world am I now fascinated or called to this thing? You better get in there and become a student Mm -hmm. of it. You better learn because you don't know who he's going to introduce to you or what position he's going to have you in so that you can be prepared. Amen. Amen. And then we finish this up where he says, now all that you've prayed for, because once you've asked and prepared, he says, now all that you've prayed for and believe me for, I say to you this day, it is near. So put aside your struggles, your worries and concerns about if it will be so. It will be so because the Lord promised it would be so. If I do my part, he's going to always do his. I am your God, according to covenant. And I say these things so that you'll know that I will not have you to be without what I have promised for you to have. So begin to rejoice and shout unto me and give me praises and receive by faith all the things that you know for this thing. That you and I have talked about those things that y'all been discussing with the Lord in your in your in your secret time, it shall surely come to pass. He says it shall surely come to pass. And there's a there's a scripture, and Pastor Ralph used it uh, on on Wednesday, uh, and it's in Galatians six and nine, and it says, and while we're doing all that, Don't let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season. We shall reap if we faint not. And I like that scripture, but I love what it says in the voice translation, because in the voice translation, it says it like, (laughs) I think we both do it. It says it like this. It says, may we never tire of doing what is good and right before our Lord. Why? Because his season. See, sometimes we want things to happen in our time. We we declare what due season is, but we don't get to declare what due season is. It's due season is his season. When he says it's due. And when he say it was, it, like when he says this is our season of great harvest, he transitioned us from a year to a season. 
So we can still expect greatness because he said so. It says, so may we never tire of doing what is good and right before our Lord, because in his season, we shall bring in a great harvest if we can just what? Persist. If we can just persist. If we can hang on. Don't cave I tell and people, quit. don't give up. Don't cave in. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't cave in and don't quit. If you can do those three things and you can stand firm and we have a reason to stand firm, his word. His word. It says that literally in order for God's word to, to fail, God would have to become a lie. He ain't not a liar. We say it all the time. God is not a liar. God, the Bible says like this, God is not a man that he should what? Lie. Lie. People he, lie. It is impossible God for God to lie. For whatever God says becomes true. Stephanie says this word is an answer to her prayer. Amen. So um, listen, I just I, I just want to stare you guys a little bit. Let me I want to tell you what I see. Yeah. I really see I see some new job opportunities for some people. Amen. And and you're going to have to learn some new skills. OK, you're going to have to show up in the workplace in a different way. You're going to have to be prepared. OK, um, you're going to have to become one of the things we say a lot is to be flexible, to be committed to your outcome, but, but flexible, flexible in, in your, your approach. approach committed to your outcome and flexible in your approach. Mm -hmm. And I also just want to testify about something because we're talking about due season, right? Yep. And, and you know, when we first started ministry together, right, we did not understand really how our gifts were supposed to complement each other. In fact, they kind of rubbed each other the wrong way. They rubbed each other the wrong way because you was wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, <laughs> but the point is, is that Pastor Cynthia used to say to us, she used to say, if you guys would ever understand that you are two sides to the same coin, mm -hmm. you would be so you would get along so much better and you would be so much more proficient in ministry. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I listen to us teach today, I'm laughing because I know that there is a time where we both would have tried to bring the other person to how we saw what was being said. Instead of just allowing both of those words to resonate, because there are people who probably got some of my examples, but there are other people who got yours and now the whole body is blessed because of it. And it, and it becomes more complete mm. because the Bible says we all see through a glass darkly, mm -hmm. right? So it becomes more complete. And so what I want to say to you guys, those of you who don't have anybody in your life who can help you become more complete, mm -hmm. you need to get some of those people in your life. And I just was sitting here thinking, man, listen, we couldn't have taught this together 10 years ago. Nah. You to taught yours, I to taught mine. Yeah. But we have come to understand that everything we have is more complete together. And so I, I feel like I should share this with somebody, maybe somebody who's married, maybe somebody who's in partnership together. Our differences don't cancel each other out. They make us stronger together. They allow us to see what we would not see. When God gives him a word, he gives him that word from the office that he sits in to be able to speak to a specific thing. When I come in and add something or vice versa, we're not taking away from that word. Right. And I believe that if some married couples would get that, your marriage would go to a higher level. I agree. And, and you would go to a higher level I agree. because if you, instead of thinking that you have to have the whole answer and your husband or wife has to come agree, you would want to hear what they have to say so you can be like, but and not how does that cancel out? How does that fit with the piece that I always stand? Sure. So the picture becomes more. And, it, and this is what the Bible says. It says, because the fivefold ministry is for the perfect 
perfecting of the saints. Yep. And God wants us all to be perfected. So yep. I just want to say, man, I'm giving praise and thanks for that. Hey, me too. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this word. Pastor I'm excited about what God's going to do. You know, I'm not I, 2020. I, I, we, we still got what? 45 days, whatever, however many days it is, is 46 days, whatever's left in this year. God can do a lot in 46 days. Amen. Uh, and so I'm still expecting great things from 2020, but I'm excited. Um, you Wait know. a second. Hey, Sister Sedonia. Hi, um, we miss you so much. Yes. We just love you so much. <laughs> All right, sorry. No, I was just saying I'm excited about the fact that, you know, going into this next season, it's like God wants to do more. It's not like, okay, that was a great year and we're done. He's like, no, nah, I got I got stuff for you that you ain't seen yet. Oh, that's so good. I got, I got, I got, I, and now that you've done the work, now I can give you the thing I couldn't give you before because if I had given it to you before, it would have destroyed you rather than propelled you. But now that you've done this work on the alignment and agreement, I'm ready for you. And here's the thing I'll say to everybody who, who maybe haven't done the work, too late. It's not too late. If you say, you know what, I just really didn't get in alignment and agreement with God. I just, I kept doing stuff my own way, hoping it was going to work out. Come and, on over uh, here. Come on. Come it on. ain't too late. You can make the decision today. I'm going to do it God's way. And I mean, in an instant, things can change around. Amen. Amen. So we appreciate you guys being here with us. I know we went a little longer today. Uh, about Baby, nine, it's just eleven thirty four. When we minutes. started the pandemic, we was teaching two you're hours right, flat. Right, they right, all right. right. And you in the car in your own home, and you can get up and go to the bathroom, get water, and whatever you eat and whatever you got to do. So you're right, you're right. But uh, we try to be mindful of your time. But uh, you oh, know. people said that we compliment each other, and it's what makes this message so powerful. Look at that. Hey, 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 pop! I got this from Vegas, man. I got this from my, my little camo from. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Pat actually bought it. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Listen, it's your opportunity to give. Something supernatural happens when you give. You need to keep seed in the ground. Why? Because you get enough seed in the ground, so there's always harvest. Perpetual harvest, Perpetual right? Perpetual harvest, That's what we want to right? live by. Perpetual harvest. And for those of you, listen, if you want to rededicate your life today, listen, if you want to rededicate your life today, you want to come for it, let me tell you who you need to reach out to. Reach out to Pastor Edward. Don't reach out to me. Reach out to Pastor Elwin or reach out to Pastor Chris and say, listen here, I, I, I need to get back in alignment. I, I, the Holy Spirit convicted me today. And, and this is the thing that we really learned. And I don't mind you contacting me, but seriously, if the Holy Spirit convicted you today, you can decide right this moment, right on this broadcast, Father, I, I'm done with that. I want to do it your way. That's why you need to reach out to him. But because <laughs> he going to be like that. But at the end of the day, when you make a decision to change, somebody needs to know it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah. needs to know that you yeah. have made a decision to yeah. change. Yeah, because right? it, it creates accountability on your part. Right? It creates accountability yeah. on your part. So reach out to Pastor Chris or reach out to Pastor. Hey, Taylor. if you want to be a virtual partner, don't forget you can be a virtual partner. Listen, you don't have to live. You don't have to live in America. You can live wherever you live, and you can be a virtual partner. That's a great thing about technology. So they have it. Because this on the is screen. a new season. Yeah, it's a new season. Uh, so we we taking virtual partners from all over. So there's a, the registration link uh, will pop up there for you to see it. Uh, you can go to our our web page uh, focchurch.com uh, and there's a there's a there's a link. Uh, you just scroll just scroll down a little bit. As soon as you get to the page, there's a partner page. Just tell us, hey, I want to be a virtual partner of FOC. I preached a message years ago. It was entitled. Partnership, Partnership has, has its, its privileges. privileges yes. I'm telling you, you want to be linked up with people who, who have the same destiny as you. And, and, and 
And FOC, we're going places. We're going places. We're going Tony, places in the Lord. Tony says this teaching was necessary. Here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want to challenge you. We're Number one, we're going to put this prophecy up on the website so you'll be able to yeah, access it'll be it. In right? the, it'll be in the, the, the website and we'll do it in the Facebook group. And too. we'll do it in Facebook group. And we will. And so we want to encourage you to listen to this word one more time. Yep. We want to encourage you to sit before the Lord and prepare. Listen, a lot of people fade to black this time of year, but there's a lot of there's a lot of information the Lord can give you. So on January one, you are running. Right. right? Don't be like the people who who start out going to the gym in January and then fade off by the end of February. Let's stick with the word all year. Let's stick with the word. Let's do what we know we're supposed to do. Now, we want you to come to the gym. We want you to come to the word, but let's stick with it when we get there. Yes. So we love you guys. We're going to get out of here. Yep. Y'all um, have a blessed day. Y'all have a blessed day. If you need prayer requests, you can send a message in the inbox and one of our prayer leaders will pray over yeah. you. Um, If you want to rededicate your life and you made a decision, particularly if you are somebody who is a partner or virtual partner at FOC and you're like, I'm coming back to the Lord. I'm getting all in. Send Pastor Edwin or Pastor Chris a message. We love you guys. Have an amazing week. Don't forget to bring your tithes and offering. Don't forget to come to Mindset Monday. Don't forget to come to prayer. Don't forget to join Pastor Ralph. Don't forget to join Pastor Chris. And, then and we'll, we'll see you, see you back right here, here next, next week. Y'all right. have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.